Praise God. Well, I, I, I want to start a, a little differently. Uh, turn, if you would, please, to James, the first chapter. James, the first chapter. And the verse I want to look at, uh, James chapter 1. Just get over you turn over there. While you're turning there, the message title is, As for me, it's a wrap. And we looked at uh, a message entitled, It's a Wrap. And we found out that that phrase, It's a Wrap, means that it's been finished successfully. Successfully finished. So when you hear on the on the movie stage or, or when they're uh, filming a picture and that producer or director says, well, it's a wrap. They know that, okay, it's good. Right? It's been completed successfully. It's finished. Look at James chapter 1 and verse 15. And you may say, well, this is an odd place to look at. It is finished. Uh, but let's read it in the New King James first, and then I'll share the difference in the King James. Let's read together. Then when desire has conceived... It gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Isn't that interesting? I know we just jumped in the middle of that, but it's okay. The King James Version says, When lust has conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin... When it is finished, bringeth forth death. Amen? Amen. Now go over to John chapter 19. John chapter 19. When it is finished, it bringeth forth death. When it is finished, it bringeth forth death. And we said, when we say it's a wrap, we mean that something has finished successfully. So the question is going to be, when you make that statement in terms of your placement in the relationship with God through Jesus Christ, and you say it's a wrap, and it's been finished successfully. We're going to find out which one do you want to be applied. The one in James chapter 115. Or the one that applies in John chapter 19 verse 30. John chapter 19 verse 30. Let's read it first in the New King James. Let's read it. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. 
King James says, When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Two different scenarios, both having that phrase, It is finished. Isn't that interesting? One, the statement is made when lust has conceived and it brings forth sin. And sin, when it's finished, brings forth death. The other is when Jesus is on Calvary's cross and he comes to a point where he's getting ready to die and he says it is finished and he bowed his head and gave up the ghost I hope you see the analogy and what I said when it's our time for the finish Which would we want to apply? Sin has been conceived. And when it's full grown, it brings forth death. Or do we want to be in a position even as Christ was when he said, In so many words, Father, I've done your commandments. I've done your will. And now it is finished. And he gave up the ghost bowed his head and gave up the ghost. When we come to a point in our life when we have to experience physical death it is finished. Which one will apply to you? Did you hear what I said? Now, you may say that's a solemn note to begin a message Pastor Joe Woodrow prayer. If you start in there, where you going in? <laughs> well, let's go over to Colossians. Colossians. Chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. And when you get to Colossians chapter 3, Let's begin at verse 1. And we're going to read down from verse 1 to verse 3. Let's begin to read. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Isn't that awesome? Notice a couple of things in this passage in Colossians chapter 3. It says, if then you were raised with Christ. Well, we know that in that situation it's referring to 
Christ when he resurrected from the dead. And we, when we accept Christ, we are baptized or immersed into Christ. And the same way that Christ died, we have died to sin when we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior. And we've been raised to walk in newness of life. Okay? But then he goes on and he says, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. You died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. I know you're walking around and you're still alive. You're still breathing. But the exhortation that this passage tells us is that you died. And your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Okay. Now I know you're saying one or two things. Pastor Joe, why are you repeating that? Do you think I didn't hear you? Or you think I didn't understand what you said? Well, I think it's probably the one that you didn't quite get what we said. You know, like the surface is, oh, okay. So you died, and your life is hidden with Christ and God. Okay, so what's next? No, let's go back and consider that statement. You died. You died. Which you died? The old man. The man that you were before you accepted Christ. You died. And your life now is hidden with Christ in God. Now, when you grab hold to that, other things that the scripture will say, that the word of God says, will become even more revealing to you. And you'll have a deeper appreciation for them. For instance, when it says that you're more than a conqueror. Well, I don't feel like being more than a conqueror. But have you realized 
that you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So the greater one dwells in you. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. The greater one is in you. Greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. Well, what are you saying? Well, the greater one is the Holy Spirit who dwells in me. Right? God by his spirit dwells in me. The greater one dwells in me. But more foundational is, I died. My life is hidden with Christ in God. So not only is the Holy Spirit in me, the greater one, who's greater in me than he that's in the world. But my life is hidden with Christ in God. When the scripture says, uh, you've escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. By these great and exceedingly great precious promises over in Second Peter chapter 1. You say, well, I don't know how I've escaped the corruptions in the world. Because the song says the world's getting worse all the time. Stuff is going down all the time. But the scripture says, by those exceedingly great and precious promises, Second Peter chapter 1. You have escaped. E.D. Past tense. Yeah. You've escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. Because why? You died. And your life is hidden with Christ in God. That you might be a partaker of his divine nature. Second Peter 1, same passage. That you might be a partaker of his divine nature. How will we be a partaker of his divine nature? Because you died. Mm-hmm. And your life mm-hmm. is hidden with Christ in God. Are you getting the point? So when circumstances come your way, Father, thank you. That I died and my life is hidden with Christ in you. He will supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. When Jesus makes the statement, continue in my word, over in John the 8th chapter, verse 31 and 32. He says, continue in my word, and you are my disciples indeed. And you'll know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Continue in my word. Well, who is the word? Jesus. 
right? Mm-hmm. And it says, continue in my word. So really, Jesus is the word of God, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So your life is hidden in the word of God. Your life, you'll get it in a minute. Your life is hidden in the Word of God. You died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Christ is the Word of God, right? Mm-hmm. So your life is hidden in the Word of God. You asked a question earlier, Rodney. What does it mean when it says the Word is quick and powerful? And we said quick is like an old English word that means what? Alive. Alive. Life. The Word of God. Your life is hidden in the Word of God. You'll get it in a minute. The very substance of your life is in the Word. And once you come to realize that, as for you, it's a wrap. It's successfully finished. Because you know that your life is hidden in Christ, who is the Word of God. I think it went over and somebody said, I see uh, Marvin smiling. Did you get him, Marvin? Okay. Your life is hidden in the Word of God. Now, get this. Can you then appreciate from the Old to the New Testament, God says, If you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, do what I ask you to do. Because my word is your life. When you don't, then you are living death. When you don't, you are living death. And death comes when your 
desire has been conceived. And it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. But if you've accepted Christ, you've died. And your life is hidden with Christ in God. Your life is hidden in the Word of God. So in other words, you begin to understand that when somebody's trying to separate the word of God from you, they are really trying to take your life. When someone is trying to separate you from the word of God they are trying to kill you for without faith it's impossible to please God right and faith cometh by hearing And hearing by the word of God. So they don't want you to please God. They don't want faith to rise up in you. They want you dead. But you have to recognize I died and my life is hidden with Christ in God. And I will not allow you to separate me from the word of God because the word of God is my life. But you have to come to a realization and consider it a wrap. It's finished. Successfully. It's finished. What's finished? It's finished that I died. And my life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is my life, appears, I will be with him in glory. Yes, sir. And I will hear him say, Well done. Well done. Selah.